Hey, Pewter, roll the retake intro. Yes, sir. Mr. Batman, sir. Also, I've heated up your lobster thermometer in the microwave. Now, let's get this party started. I'll be back. Chewy. We're home. Are you not entertained? My name is Bob. James Bond. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. My name is Nero Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I'm a doctor, not a doorstop. I see dead people. Is this city Alpha 5? You are a toy! Retake is a show about how awesome Batman is. Retake reviews Batman films from 2012, 2008, 2005, 1997, 1995, 1992, 1989, the Joker. Hey, Fizz. Oh, wait. I didn't know I was going to be the Joker. I was going to do my Batman voice. Oh, uh, well, maybe I'm the Joker and you're Batman. Hey, DJ. <laughs> hey, Fizz. How's I've, it going? I'm just over here doing terrible Batman impressions. No, you're not. It's the worst. No, it's the best. Because <laughs> I'm Batman. Darkness. <laughs> so, um, last, uh, not last week, because I was very sick last week, but the week before last, um, Chad and I reviewed the Lego movie, and I feel like, I can't remember if we've ever talked about it on a podcast before, Fizz, so I think that you have to kind of have that backdrop of mm. of what's going on in, in the in the world, in the Lego movie world. How, did you like the Lego movie? Uh, wait, are you saying that to watch the Lego Batman movie, that you need like the Lego movie as a foundation or no, no. to talk I, I, about this. It's I think interesting to talk to about know. it, to put, to put things okay. in the proper scope. I, I, I think you can go into this movie cold, but oh, yeah. I think to put things in the proper scope, uh, it's nice to have this foundation fizz with you to understand where you're coming from and how you feel about really good movies. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, well, so, uh, uh, I'm glad you asked. I, I also can't remember. I feel like we talked about it so much, but a, a, as we were having a conversation before the show, you and I have had so many conversations about so many movies in so many mediums that yes. I, I have a very hard time remembering where we talked about what. So for the audience, I will I will sum up, I hope. Hopefully it's not too long. The The first question I asked when I found out that there was a, a Lego movie coming out uh, two years ago was three three it was three years so yeah. oh that's right because it's technically 2017 i'm still stuck in whatever um so was like many people said do we need a lego movie mm-hmm. and so much so that as i prepared for my podcast i remember listing the lego movie as a possible movie but basically shoving it into the category of this is going to come out and it's going to be a blip on the radar no one is going to see it, and I won't even really try to get guests together to to talk talk about it. Because I mean, how do you honestly make a movie about right, Legos? Right. right, right. Yep, yep. Like I said, I feel like I'm not I'm not treading any new ground there. But then it came out. People were talking about how it was groundbreaking, how it was incredible, how it was one of the best animated movies. It was incredibly creative. And not only that, but for a, you know, a quote kids movie, it had incredible depth, um, great characters and an amazingly and almost obnoxiously catchy song. So I was <laughs> everything like, everything oh. is awesome. Yeah, I was like, OK, I guess I'll go watch it. But how, how good could it really be? And I remember sitting in a theater, it was like 10 or 10.30 at night, and I was exhausted. And yet, I was completely captivated by the Lego movie. And I kept thinking, how could a movie be this good, and it's just called the Lego movie? Um, so, I, you know, my, my the answer to my question was, did we need this movie? Yes, we needed this movie. This I didn't this, even know it. Yeah, didn't didn't even know it, which I think is one of the best things. Because I feel like when we ask that question, we really can only answer it 
most of the time, based on our our pre knowledge of uh, the characters or the topics or you know something like that, and and I think the yeses typically only go to the you know the tentpole films. Like, do we need another Marvel movie? Yes, we do because you keep doing this great, and I want to see more. But you know, every well, time, and also cha ching. Yeah, well, and cha ching. <laughs> uh, I mean, but you know, it's like I, all I saw. Uh, I think last week was a, a small uh, behind the scenes footage of the you know, day one of filming for Infinity War, and I was like, "Shut up and take my money," mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, "Yes, mm-hmm. we need this movie, um, even if it's only pretty good." Like I'm, I'm completely fine with that. But I, I think that's those are the movies we end up saying yes to. Um, and so occasionally, I want to, I want to ask this question, and then I want to be completely surprised. And the Lego Movie, it did exactly that. It was, I think, it was probably my top five. I'd have to go back and look um, uh, uh, movies that came out that year, which is just, just insane. If you would have said that before the film actually came out, right, but, you right. Know, but uh, uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller. Um, wait, did I do that backwards? I don't know. Chris Miller, I always get them wrong. Um, so Lord and Miller, they uh, they ha- now have a, a you know a great track record. Almost anything they do, I will go see. I think their ability to make something funny on multiple levels is probably second to none right now, as far as mm-hmm. comedies go. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because I think that that same year was the year we got 22 Jump Street, um, mm. which is just funny on so many levels. And they're also responsible for one of my favorite animated movies, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which, ah. again, was I was like, how is this movie this funny? It's so clever. It's it's layered. Um, so all that to say, when I think about the Lego movie, I think about one of the the better if not one of the best animated films from uh, a technical perspective yeah from, from yeah. what from what they did with the animation um to storytelling to the ability to um bounce between like not raunchy adult humor but humor that's for adults and something that Pixar really really capitalized on uh there in their early days, stuff that's funny for adults, but yet kids think it's funny as well. Right, and, right. It works on multiple levels. Yeah, and it, and being able to transcend uh, that age gap, so it's not a bunch of uh, parents dropping their kids off um, or having to sit through it, rolling their eyes, being like, "Why does my kid think this is funny?" A la the Minions movie. Yeah. Um, yes. So uh, I, you know, I completely adore the Lego Movie. I think it's great, um, and I think lots of people should watch it because. Uh, whether you're just wanting to watch a movie because you want to see something with your kids, you know, check. You want to see something that is actually really thoughtful, check. Something that's just fun, check. You know, like whatever you want. I think the Lego Movie fills most of those niche. You know, yeah. it's got it's got, it's got uh, positive and negative emotion. So. Well, and and like Chad and I talked about last week, it, it just you know it has such a great story and a message to it, and mm-hmm. uh, all the boxes that you ticked as well. So. Yeah, the Lego movie, I think, really was a great film, and so obviously there was going to be more. I'm surprised it's taken us three years to get to the next installment in some sort of a Lego form. But here we are with the Lego Batman movie, and um, I I think one of the big questions for me was, is it going to be attached somehow to this bigger Lego universe? Is it basically going to be just a Batman film in its own thing? And I think the answer to that question, as as we see, as we'll roll into this review, is that it's more of the latter. Like, there was one reference to Batman being a master builder, I think. I think there was just the one reference. Mm -hmm. And other than that, it was basically a Batman movie made out of Legos, which which is kind of surprising. I'm surprised that they didn't want to tie it together more with their larger Lego universe. You know, a a question that Chad and I also asked last week was, would the Batman movie – keep with this concept that the Lego movie had of it's just a kid in the real world playing with Legos, which also wasn't the case. We didn't get any hint of that at all. Uh, so that, that's interesting as well. So we're going to dive into this review of the Lego Batman movie. It was released uh, just a few days ago, February 10th of 2017. The director was Chris McKay. I know nothing about him. I don't know <laughs> about you. Uh, but Chris McKay, a production budget of $80 million, and uh, this weekend it has grossed $92.9 million dollars. 
The uh, returning uh, to us is Will Arnett as Batman slash Bruce Wayne. And then uh, newcomers, Michael Sarah as Robin, uh, Rosaria Dawson as Batgirl slash Barbara Gordon, Ray Fiennes as Alfred Pennyworth, Siri as Pewter, and Zach Galifianakis <laughs> as the Joker. And the composer was also someone I have not heard of, Lorne Balfe. And I thought he did a – I don't know, Balfe? Balfe? I don't know. I thought, I thought he did a fine job. So the storyline is uh, pretty simple. Bruce Wayne must not only deal with the criminals of the Gotham City, but also the responsibility of raising a boy he adopted, which is uh, probably simpler than the storyline even actually is. <laughs> but yeah. the storyline itself is pretty simple. So mm-hmm. let's dive in and talk about this this story, uh, Fizz. And, and, and because first and foremost, regardless of what what other elements are in the film, I think the story has to be solid. Did you think this story was solid? I think that would probably be the bare minimum of what it was. Um, mm. I, so the the so instead of asking, did we need a Lego Batman movie? Because I was like, yes, you know, take my obviously money. I, I, after seeing Will Arnett, you know, do Batman in the Lego movie. I said I can watch <laughs> an entire movie of this. Yeah, um, yeah. And then after Batman, the trailers, Batman, you have to be there for me. Ugh. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's 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 one of those things where I, you know I saw like one trailer and I was like, heck, even if these are all the funny parts in the movie, I still think this would be worth my time because this trailer is hilarious. Um, I, I love Will Arnett um, as the character. Um, just the just the almost sat, you know basically the satire that he brings to the Batman character. Yes. So I wasn't asking, did we need a Lego Batman movie? I was really asking. How was the Batman, the Lego Batman movie, going to actually differentiate itself from the Lego movie? Like, can it really do what the Lego movie did? Like, we, we, all the stuff I just went on for like ten minutes about, yeah, about the yeah. Lego movie. Like, can it do that, or will it even try to do that? And um, as far as story goes, I think what I what I think happened, may or well, maybe not happened, but what what I think the result was was that they sacrificed depth of story um, because the, the the Lego Batman movie does not, it, it's not like a, a, a very deep concept. Like don't isolate yourself. Don't like you need your friends. You're better, kind of like better together. Like the, one of those kind of messages that you would see from lots of children's movies. Um, you know, don't think that you like, don't like everyone has a, has a has a, a part to play, you know. Having friends is important. Um, you know, it's not about being cool, like like you know, like those kind of those kind of things that are easily understood by you know younger kids. But there's not like the depth that you get in a Lego movie about like what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, what what was that way the Lego movie was described? It's like trying to explore the concept of um, imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a hard concept to to wrap a movie around, like the importance of imagination. Um, the Batman does the Lego Batman movie does not do that. But what it does, it while it swings to less depth, it it swings in the other dire- back in the other direction to more laughs. So I think the story is just enough of a coherent, um, linear fairly predictable story to get as many laughs per minute as possible. And in that world it, or by that definition or, you know, whatever, by that measuring stick, it was a great success. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's true. And I, I think that when I came out of the theater, I, I didn't quite know how to feel about it, and I'm not sure I, I do even yet. I just saw it last night um, because, I, as I previously mentioned, I've been sick last week. I meant to see it last weekend, but that just wasn't happening. Um, so I'm still trying to ruminate over it. But I think ultimately I'm both pleased and slightly disappointed with the film. And, and I'm not shocked at all that I came away with any ounce of disappointment because you're expecting so much after seeing the Lego movie and knowing how good Will Arnett, it is, Arnett is as Batman mm-hmm. and knowing what the, what's possible to do here. You kind of get this idea in your head of what the film's going to be. 
and it's never going to get to that expectation. I think so. That's I think that's probably why I have some disappointment. I I, I don't know. I I somehow wanted there to be more depth to the story, and yet I I, I think there is some depth to the story. And in a way, you know, it, it takes us. It, it gives Batman in a in a satire funny way in this introspective look, which is at least the way it's done here is not something we've seen Batman do. So you you have this look into what it means to be Batman. Like he's he's kind of this narcissistic, self-introspective, you know, lunatic with delusions of, of grandeur, right? Like that's kind of who Batman is. And of course the Lego movie makes great fun of that, and the Lego Batman movie makes great fun of that too, but it's also about him realizing maybe this isn't the greatest thing. Like what does it mean to be the hero of Gotham City? Uh, and, you know, wrestling with, you know, and J- Joker, of course, already understands all this and he's trying to get Batman to understand, well, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, you, 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 you know, I'm, you have to hate me. I got you. Oh, yeah? Well, there's only one problem. Who's going to defuse the bomb? It's got to be one or the other, Batman. Save the city or catch your greatest enemy. You can't do both. I'm sorry. What did you just say? You can't do both, I said. No, I mean the other thing. Save the city or catch your greatest enemy. You think you're my greatest enemy? Yes! You're obsessed with me! <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are! Who else drives you to one-up them the way that I do? Bane. No, he doesn't. Superman. Superman's not a bad guy. Then I'd say that I don't currently have a bad guy. I am fighting a few different people. What? I like to fight around. You know, I... It's just an interesting way to look at that. So on the one hand, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed that there wasn't something deeper. But on the other hand, I mean, it's it's kind of deep for a kid's movie. Well, so I, so I don't want to say I, I want to I want to reiterate the fact that I'm saying that there is less depth, but not no depth. I, I think yeah, I think there yeah. is there there is value in it. It's not like, again, it's not throwaway this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep bashing on it cause I don't feel bad about it. It's not another minions movie where it's, <laughs> where it's taking one joke and just repeating it and then having no story around it. There, like I said, there is a, a good, uh, a solid story. Um, that again, again, I think lessons that kids can pick up on, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, things that adults can kind of take away from it to some degree, but it's not really, it's not groundbreaking. It's not, it's not blowing me away. And, I think actually one of the best things about the the Lego Batman movie uh, that I'm kind of when I was in that place that you're describing, like walking out, kind of being like, what do I think of that? Uh, I I think I'm I'm one. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you basically had uh, almost a bit role um, in the Lego movie and you were able to take that and not make it boring for an hour and a half. Because I think most of the times when you get a sequel like this, you're going to have like, oh, he's just going to be doing this one shtick over and over and over. And it's going to get so boring after an Mm -hmm. hour and a half. And I really was never bored by it. Um, Now, if the film would have gone like another 20 minutes, I might have gotten a little bit bored of the shtick. But yeah, I feel like they got all they could out of it. Yeah, they, they kept it. They kept it fresh. They I mean, given they had a lot of material to choose from. And you, you mentioned earlier that uh, you didn't know much about Chris McKay. And that's because Chris McKay hasn't, I mean, in the grand scheme of, you know, famous directors, he has not done a, a lot. Uh, he, he mostly has uh, directed a whole bunch of Robot Chicken episodes. And for, for those of you not familiar with Robot Chicken, um, you know, it's probably best described as an acquired taste. But it's uh-huh. uh, it's it's lots of small vignettes of like almost absurdist situations from mm-hmm. uh, pop culture or pop nerd culture and mm-hmm. which, which has the ability to be incredibly hit or miss. And for me personally, I think when robot chicken hits, it is some of the funniest, uh, absurdist kind of like just introspective, like yeah. really picking apart some of our, our darling nerd things that we never think of thinking all the way through, yeah, especially think about their their uh, Star Wars episodes. Which, Obviously, yeah, that's what they're famous for. Yeah, doing which which Chicken. are probably yeah most most culturally known for. But I mean, on a on any given episode of Robot Chicken, like I said, they're picking apart things from GI Joe to Voltron, uh, Smurfs. I mean, like any anything that you grew up on 
uh, in the in the late eighties or early nineties, they're probably picking it apart um, for the things that you always wondered, and that's basically what the Lego Batman movie is. The Lego Batman movie yeah. is is basically one uh, one long series of Batman uh, vignettes and making fun of like you know the 2012 Batman and the 1960s Batman. Like there's so many callbacks and so many things where, uh, you know, uh, they just, they just keep reiterating all these things and they get so much mileage out of it. But then again, there's a lot there to pull from. So I, 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 like I said, the first thing I thought was I'm just surprised they kept it going and they kept it fresh enough throughout while still having a little bit of, a little bit of emotion there. Like I said, a, a little bit of depth, but you know, nowhere, near the depth. But but on the other hand, um I didn't laugh near as much during the Lego movie. And I think the Lego movie is incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I wasn't like like looking around, almost cry laughing at times during uh the Lego movie. I just thought it was insanely clever. Um yep. so yep. I think I think they sat down and they said, look, we can't do we can't do the Lego movie again. Like that is hard. Um, that that is a concept and a topic, one that doesn't really fit Batman. Um, but here are the things that you can pick apart with Batman. Let's focus on these themes. They're a lot more simple. So what do you want to do instead? All right, let's make this hilarious because the best parts about Batman in the Lego movie um, were when he was basically picking apart, you know, the, the things you knew about Batman and how Will Arnett, especially voicing him, him as this wildly gruff, uh, egotistical, you know, embracing his shadowy past, ironically, kind of character was already doing. And I think they knew exactly what they wanted to make, and they made probably the best version of that film they could, which is, like I said, in retrospect, what I want. It's it's what makes me want to go see it again. Yeah, I, I, and I'd definitely like to see it again, and I think... Uh... I wasn't able to see it with anyone, uh, but I would love to see it with my wife. I think she would enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, it's um, – there was something you said I was going to address. What was it? <laughs> Everything. I just did – again, I just talked for like seven minutes. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well – You don't um, like Robot Chicken for some reason. Uh, oh, so Robot Chicken is a little um, – um, like some of the humor for some of the stuff is, is either too off color for me or just like, I don't get it. Most of the star Wars <laughs> stuff is pretty good. Occasionally it'll be like, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I, I think Will Arnett does a fantastic job voicing Batman. Oh, Oh, I remember one of the things I wanted to address. So, um, one of the things that Lego Batman is kind of able to do that no other Batman film can do. And this this is what I was thinking would make Lego Batman good, and, and it certainly is a good aspect of it, is it's able to acknowledge that Batman as a character has existed for 60-some years, 70-some years, I don't remember, mm-hmm. and, and and basically acknowledge all that history, talk about the goofs and the stupid stuff and that that, that weird one in the 60s and, and uh, you know, that, that sort of thing, and and does it in a way that that is not... It, sure, it's played for laughs, but it's it, it's 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 acknowledging kind of the richness of this character that we have, and you know you you don't get to do that in a live action Batman film because Batman has to be more real and live. At, you know, like obviously Nolan's films were self contained under themselves, and now you've got this new character of Batman and with Batfleck who is uh, different yet, and I I don't know, like they're not able to acknowledge the other parts of the franchise in the way that this one did, which which I got a. a both a kick out of and and thought it was very clever. You know, it's not like the Lego Batman is the only Batman in the entire world that's ever been. Like, we're going to acknowledge that we're building on a lore of a character. We have this established character, and we're taking him in this direction. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I'm understanding you correctly, it, it would be one of my my positives about the film as well, because I would I would phrase it in a way that said – the Lego Batman movie is able to both satire and lambaste the entire history of Batman while, while never really being irreverent to the the character of Batman himself. Um, Like, cause they're able to make fun of every iteration um, 
uh, especially every every film iteration of Batman, but you never feel at any time that they're making like they they don't think Batman was awesome. Um, no matter how he was portrayed. Now they do cross that line when they're making fun of some other things, which, you know, I think is great. Uh, but things particularly are you thinking of like suicide squad? Um, (laughs) so like green, green lantern. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's completely uh, irreverent to them. It's irreverent to Superman uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, totally. Um, uh, but not near as much as, I think some people would say, I think it's, it's, it's almost acknowledged like his interactions and, and lines about Superman, I think are still fairly reverent to the character. Um, but irrever- uh, ir- maybe irreverent to some of the storylines or some of the portrayals. Um, thus making fun of Superman versus, uh, or Batman versus Superman, but never saying that Superman is dumb and, and, right, right. and never saying that the character of Batman is, is is dumb for doing any of the things he's done yet, but they they basically do make fun of Suicide Squad and said that Suicide Squad is dumb, um, yeah. and, that, and that's one of that's one of my favorite things actually later because I think it proves how funny the 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 movie is, and I'll probably mention that um, at the well, end. Was, wasn't there a line somewhere in the movie that was basically we could have we could it's not as dumb as having a whole bunch of bad guys get together and and be the good guys like wasn't there a line like that in the film or am I thinking something yeah, else? yeah 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 okay okay so I'm just gonna do this now then because okay. apparently I like to talk a lot when I'm on your show um, <laughs> so one of my favorite things about this movie and the Lego movie are the are, are multi leveled humor um multi level humor is great because it means that you can take someone cold into one of these movies and they will enjoy themselves. Yep. Um, it means that if they have any kind of, uh, pivot point for culture or the type of subculture that the movie will probably address, they will enjoy it. Uh, you know, a plus B. Um, and then thirdly, if they understand cinema, or how uh, stories are built, or they understand um, how how the audience is supposed to interact with a movie, then there's a third level that they can enjoy it A plus B plus C. And I think the Suicide Squad joke in this movie is great, because uh, say you bring someone in cold, the, the fact that... Um, he he calls an idea stupid in the type of situation that he does. It's just funny because of the way he says it, because of the absurdity of it. Um, so it's it's funny. Like uh, he said that getting a bunch of bad guys to fight bad guys is dumb. So mm-hmm. making that claim yeah. in and of itself is just a funny joke. Um, you know, that's the A. The B is that it's also a callback joke. So if you have seen Suicide Squad or you're aware of the pushback that Suicide Squad got or the terrible reviews that it got, you're laughing because it was it one it was it was delivered as a great joke. Two or B, it was it was an incredible callback that makes you laugh a little harder. And then the third level is what I would call the meta or maybe even a genre or or not direct but an indirect fourth wall break. Mm-hmm. Which means it's it's hilarious when you look back at the film because they basically make a better Suicide Squad movie than Suicide Squad <laughs> because he says it's a, he says it's a terrible idea and then he turns around and the the way they beat you know like fight off the villains is that he basically forms his own Suicide Squad yeah and it's a better movie than Suicide Squad um so. The, the fact that you have a that you have jokes that are so well thought out that they can be layered on top of each other and you're only as a as a viewer you're only rewarded for for kind of living in that world for spending time in that you know that that subculture of you know comics or film or whatever uh, makes makes it brilliant and like I said this is what the Lego movie does. Um, it layers things on there. So it's, it's not just one joke. It's a joke that's funny to certain people, funnier to other people and just insanely impressive and clever to, um, 
people who like me have no life and watch a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that, like well, I, said, I, that's the I probably only it. made it to B because I didn't see suicide squad because I could, I could tell that <laughs> I, my, my life, my life was worth far more than that two hours that I would spend beating my head against that. And then wall. that's probably incredibly true. Uh, yeah, but, but I, I know enough about suicide squad that I totally got the, to the B level of, mm-hmm. of that joke. And it was, uh, it was pretty funny because it, it, it really kind of is what, what they do in order to save the day is they all the villains get together and they uh, you spoilers know, they, yeah <laughs> well that's true you're listening you're listening to a podcast about the Lego Batman movie I mean come yeah. on so uh, yeah I mean that's that's essentially how they they win the day is they're the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, and, and I would say one of the beauties of the Lego movie or the the Lego franchise is the licensing. Um, because where we can't have certain things in certain worlds because of uh, studio rights, uh, the when the, if Lego has rights to a particular thing, we get to see all these things thrown into the same movie, which is why the, <laughs> the, the Lego movie had so many random references and um, different sets because they're like, hey, we made a Lego set about this. We have rights to do lots of this stuff. Um, we don't, yeah, I mean, Voldemort's one of the bad guys yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, so, and, and, and the ex- exterminate. We don't, they, I don't think they ever say the word Dalek, but, uh, no, they, the, you they, know, said, the, they said, well, they, they're like evil machines. And then they said, yeah. ask your nerd friends. <laughs> oh gosh. It was so good. <laughs> exterminate. Yeah, it was really good. Now what I, what I found funny, uh, is that I knew that Ray Fiennes, played uh alfred pennyworth mm-hmm. and then i found out that voldemort was in the film but voldemort was not voiced by ray fines he was voiced by some other dude which <laughs> i found just completely hilarious because you know ray fines is voldemort but he's not in this movie uh <laughs> well in that in and of itself that's another one of those that that becomes like a meta joke like when you have so, like that's the lego movie casting um the uh Morgan Freeman is God. Yeah. Like that, that's funny before Morgan Freeman says any lines in the Lego movie. It's kind of funny that they cast him as God or Vitruvius. You mean? Uh, well, I mean, you're saying it's the same thing. Uh, yeah. I mean like they're obviously not going to call him God, but I mean, that's, <laughs> that's basically his role. You know, this, uh, you know, supernatural like pinnacle of, whatever like he is the the grand poobah of things like you like you see often you know uh, morgan yeah. freeman cast in so yeah. yep yep well um so i i do want to talk about one of the things i was a little disappointed by and i knew i was going to be disappointed by it going in because uh we pretend that uh like i hadn't seen suicide squad so i pretend jared leto did not play the joker um so uh we've been kind of spoiled i think with the performances of joker um i think jack nicholson made a pretty good joker i think heath ledger made a fantastic joker and then i think over the years mark hamill voicing the animated joker has just been fantastic and so here we come uh zach is it zach galifianakis zach galifianakis uh, um i'm somebody i can't want to say michael i don't know why uh so so zach galifianakis voices joker and i have to admit i didn't really think that his voice was great what but you may have other opinions about this i i i guess i don't really i don't really necessarily care about the voice as long as um the particular flavor of Joker is portrayed. I don't want to say correctly, but um, situationally usefully. Uh, um, I feel like I'm yeah. kind of dancing yeah, yeah. around words. You, so as long as the essential essence of the Joker is intact, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and I forgot to mention in my list of great people playing Joker. Uh, what's his name from Gotham, the TV show? Oh my gosh, uh, Jer- uh, that plays Jerome. So great, so great. Um, yeah, don't know, don't watch Gotham. Uh, what is wrong with you? It's one of the best shows on TV right now. There are good people in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> like who? It's a Batman show that doesn't have Batman in it. That would be my. Uh, that'd be well, my problem yeah, with Gotham. But that that's why it's that's why you're wrong. Anyway, <laughs> actually, I thought you were going to mention. Um, uh, 
oh the the guy's name from the the old bat the nineteen sixties Batman show because oh come uh, on Cesar Romero oh Jeez. yeah he was he was so great for uh, for what it was supposed to be I mean like why is the nineteen sixties Batman great in general uh, like what why is Adam West awesome at being Batman because everything that Adam West is about Batman Cesar Romero is the same exact thing about the Joker. Um, mm. It complete they completely fit uh, uh, what they're going for in both those things. So you know if you try to put him in obviously like the Dark Knight, it's awful. But if you try to put you know Adam West in any of the other Batman, oh man, it, it would be it would be terrible. I, I my problem said, with the 1960s Batman is I have a it might. I, I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but in, in my adulthood, I have just I'm having a hard, I have a hard time getting past the cringe factor. It oh. really I can't do it anymore. It no, just doesn't just work gotta, anymore. Like I said, it, it, it completely still works for me because um, I, I think it, it it separates itself. It does it, it much like the Lego Batman movie. It knows exactly what it wants to be, and it does it. It, it all, is all in. It's completely and utterly all in on its flavor, which. Again, is why I think, you know, I mean, Zach Galifianakis didn't like his Joker didn't blow me away. But I I love like Zach Galifianakis is someone who is often in roles where he is like seeking approval or confused. Hmm. Um, And I think his his basically um, begging Batman to hate him seems like some like the the kind of. Uh, wacky thing that I would expect Zachy or Zachy Zach Zach Galifianakis um, to do. So it was perfectly fine for what it was. I mean, in the same in the same way, you know, you said you didn't see Suicide Squad, so Jared Leto never played the Joker. I mean, honestly, um, I thought Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker was fine. Now, mm. much like everything else in Suicide Squad, it was a, a train wreck of how it was used, but his interpretation while seemingly kind of like out of left field, I was like, eh, it kind of works. Like I, I get what he's doing. Um, what I think they thought they were going to be doing with the Joker, this kind of fits his personality. So I didn't really have a problem with him. I had a problem with like various other things surrounding, um, how he was used and stuff like that in suicide squad. But, uh, I think on the whole, we've been very fortunate to always have, very good Joker's cast. Um, not always used correctly and not always mixable. Um, but I think tonally that's, that's one of the beauties of the Joker in general. I think he has the same flexibility that Batman does. Um, there's like a, I'm picturing in my mind, like a, like a, a sliding scale of seriousness in a, in a Batman franchise. And yeah. I, th- I think since Joker and Batman have always been um, like looking in a, a, a weird kind of distorted mirror at each other as characters. Um, when one slides up that scale, the other one slides with them. So, yes, that's true. So, you know, like I said, this is how, this which, is how is, I, which is why I think the Joker from the dark Knight may be the most terrifying version we've ever seen. Because I mean, because you know, Christian Bale is the most terrifying Batman I think we've ever seen. That's true. Yeah. Um, which, you know, so it's, well, we don't really see the Joker kind of in, like I said, this is, this is a Batman Superman conversation and I don't want to get into it. So I I feel like we're, we're sidetracking too much, but the point being Zach, Zach Galifianakis did not, um, did not bother me. And I actually thought it kind of worked because again, tonally what Lego Batman is, um, I think I think they did a they did a perfectly fine job. Um not my favorite part of the movie, but definitely not something that yeah, I was but I, gonna... I just I just keep hearing Mark Hamill's voice doing that Joker, and like like he even did the whole bit where without Batman because he thought Batman had died at one, at one point, and he says without Batman, crime has no punchline. You know that that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. I keep hearing Mark Hamill doing Joker and thinking mm-hmm. how much better it would have been had he been doing Joker here. Like that's the only. Uh, I mean, well, I'm I, sure I, Zach Galifianakis is fine. I've seen him in other things, and he's a fine actor. I just didn't think it worked for me here. But I think it's just be- I suppose it's just because other actors have kind of already mm-hmm. done the Joker better for me. Well, I just I just don't think 
I think if Mark Hamill did it, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, maybe not. Um, it would be serious. It would be like animated Batman. It would be like, is this a cartoon? Because this is incredibly deep and uh, surprisingly dark. I suppose it would have been getting like like getting Ray Fiennes to do the voice of Voldemort. Yeah, too. It it's would have been too real. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not it's not fun anymore. It's it's real. And um, like I said, I and, and Mark Hamill is probably uh, at least voice wise my favorite Joker. Um, so I to- I totally you know am generally for you know like Mark Hamill all the things. But, um, but you know, in this, I, I think like, again, that sliding scale, I don't think you want a Joker that sounds incredibly intimidating. Um, because the joke, the joke is that Batman's going to come in, even though they've assembled, you know, condiment man and above and, and <laughs> Batman's going to come in in three minutes and wipe them all out. Like the Joker yeah. doesn't need to be at that point. He's not intimidating. He's not. Um, how is he beating all of you again? Exactly. Like it's, it's more, it's, it's funny that he's not threatening. Yeah. Um, yeah. so like I said, it sliding scale, I think, I think it works, but, um, yeah. The name I was looking for earlier, by the way, just so that I don't get a bunch of email from all the listeners, <laughs> which I won't, but, um, is Cameron Monaghan is the guy who plays, uh, Jerome, uh, and where, uh, you know, the, the big secret, he's the Joker, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point. Um, so <laughs> the, anyway, the real reason I talked for a long time, so TJ could look things up on the internet. So yeah, that was the name I was looking for. He's a fantastic actor as well, playing the Joker. And what is wrong with you not watching Gotham? Go watch it, Fizz. Uh, it's just it's just not going to happen, TJ. Uh, um, man, it's so good, so good. Um, it's, anyway, I think we've had the we've had the TV discussion many many times. I'm sure um, we have. So, is there anything else you want to say about the Lego Batman movie? Um. Uh, so, I think I actually covered most of the things. I I I, I think the most disappointing thing for me is that. Um is one of the strengths and it's, it's that this movie to me is again, a lot of robot chicken sketches kind of all thrown mm, together. Yeah. They're yep. like, like, um, uh, which like I said, isn't necessarily a bad thing because I really like robot chicken, but when it comes to like, and, and actually, and, and that means there's lots of, uh, rewatchability. Like I feel like, I missed half the stuff in this, all the references in this film. And I've seen all the Batman movies. I've, I'm familiar with all the sub, you know, the sub genres and subcultures and the, Mm -hmm. the nerdiness. And I still feel like I, I missed so much. So I can't wait to watch it again. But at the same time, um, it's hard for me to say that this movie was great. I think it was great for what it was or what it was trying to be. And, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it, it it did seem to take the route of, um, like the the three jokes per minute kind of rule or yeah. or idea. Um, like there was this great article a couple of years back about how people voted airplane and said it was the funniest movie ever because it produced an average of three laughs per minute. And so when when comedians stand up or do stand up or are preparing their act, they they kind of have like this rule of like how many times do you need to make the audience laugh for you to be like a headliner or for you to have a successful um, stand up and lots of that um, comes back to like uh, around three three good laughs per minute and I was almost exhausted by the end of the Batman movie that's why I said if it went another fifteen twenty minutes like I was laughing there's so many jokes coming at me so fast and um, yeah. even my yeah. wife and some of the people we see it with were like oh that first like ten or fifteen minutes there was just so much thrown at us that you could almost not even keep up. Like you didn't even catch all the jokes because you're still like trying to like recall the joke before. And there's already two more jokes that have happened. Um, so I, it's, it's an incredible uh, tour de force of comedy, um, which I said, like I said, I think we'll get even funnier on repeat viewings. There's already lots of one liners that my friends and I like kind of, uh, you know, call back to each other and it's only, we've only seen, it's only been like two or three days since we've seen the movie. Um, so, uh, it can be exhausting if that can be a criticism, like it can be almost exhaustingly funny. Uh, but other than that, I think it sets out to do exactly what it did. And sometimes that's all I want. I want a movie yeah. just to do what it, it, it said it was going to, it promises it to do. 
Um, and it did. Good. Well, let's let's uh, then uh, wrap it up and just say what our final kind of ratings or thoughts are. And and uh, for me, uh, since you've been talking, Fizz, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and just talk Do and it. then I'll let you Do talk it. again. Um, so for me, I think that the film didn't quite live up to uh, the ex- expectations I had set for it. And it certainly didn't quite live up to being as good as the Lego movie. But I would say that it's a very good film. Very funny, but also very good. As a decent, you know, not not super serious, but not like uh, nothing message. It has a, a, a decent message to it. And uh, that makes it worth watching. Um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like you say, three laughs a minute probably is, is a – I hate to evaluate. Like I hate the formulaicness of that, but that's probably mm-hmm. an accurate assessment is three laughs a minute uh, or e- easily, sometimes more. Um, so, but it was, it was worth watching and I would even say it's worth watching in the theater if you want to catch it before it gets out of the theater. Uh, and I'm, I'm, hmm, star ratings. I think I gave Lego movie <laughs> four and a half out of five. I'll probably go with a four on, on this one. I, I need to watch it again and let things gel a little bit, but I, I think maybe four out of five. Mm. Yeah. I would say that that's the thing I'd have to go back and look. I think, I think that I initially gave the Lego movie four. Um, and then I, I retroactively, uh, upon repeat viewings and the fact that it's it continued to stand up, mm-hmm. I ended up I ended up pushing the Lego Movie to yeah. four and a half stars. Yeah, same. Um, because I think it was never a four star movie for me. I think it was like one of those things that we we used to talk about on Movie Bite, where I was like, I want to give this like four point two five stars. Mm, yeah, um, and so it was already it was uh, yeah. Anyway, point being, I, I if I remember correctly, I gave the Lego Movie four and a half stars. Um, because again, I think it's one of the, the, the better, if not one of the best animated films that, um, has been made. So when it comes to the Lego Batman movie, um, again, I, I, I agree with you, TJ. Um, I, it didn't necessarily meet my expectation cause I did want it to have a little more depth, but at the same time it was, it was miles funnier than the, the Lego movie, which made me realize that it wasn't their point to create a movie with the depth and sophistication uh, of humor that the Lego movie had, they were simply coming out to entertain us and making something that like, you're not going to roll your eyes when your kids ask to watch it over and over and over again. I think it's going to have, uh, it's going to reward repeat viewings, which um, is already, it, it wasn't forgettable, which are two, two check marks above like, 80% of the films that I saw in 2016. Um, it is technically the first 2017 film that I have seen and is the first thing that I get to write down on my 2017 movie watching list. And I'm happy to say that I would probably evaluate it as four stars. Um, you know, not quite, um, not even a 4.25, but a solid, a solid four stars because I will watch this movie again. I would highly recommend it to people and it's not forgettable. Um, and, oh man, like I said, I just, I, I really can't stress enough how when you see the film, um, it, it makes you basically want to go back and watch all the other Batman films and then watch this movie again. Um, because the, the callbacks are so good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we, we already, like I said, we already keep saying that line, like the, you know, like when is it, what is it when it went right from the beginning, when is Batman like ever like foiled my plans or whatever? And he goes, what about the time with the two boats? Oh my gosh. What about the time with the two boats? Um, basically <laughs> not, not even like letting the dark night get off easy. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, yep. Yep. So, yeah. uh, four stars, go see it. Um, see it in the theater. It's, it's fun. Yeah, um, I agree. See it with friends. See it. See it with friends. That actually more than seeing it in the theater. If, if you have to wait to see it, make sure you watch it with with your friends because I think uh, you'll all be laughing and it'll just be fun to be laughing with friends. I wish I had friends, Fizz. I know. I do too. Because <laughs> then you'd stop calling me all the time. <laughs> well, thanks so much that. for being here and reviewing this film with me, Fizz. Uh, especially since I'm still feeling a little under the weather, I feel like this would have been a very boring review had you not been here to to help me out and and to to give the podcast a little energy here. Well, that's what I think. I think you need me, TJ. Just say it. Just say you need you, me. You, you're the hero we deserve, Fizz. I, I, that is deserve. not true, TJ. That is just <laughs> that's not true. 
Well, thanks for being here. Where can people uh, keep up with more of your work, the things that you do, the th- stuff that you're interested in, your <laughs> Facebook stuff. groups, your podcasts? Oh, all these man. Things. Um, well, first, I, I do want to say I, I, I always enjoy talking – uh, film with you, TJ, and it it is um, something that is not lost on me that it is an honor that uh, you have me on the show. So thank you so oh. much. Um, uh, thank you for giving me a chance to talk about film and then just continue talking like I'm doing right now, just rambling on for minutes at a time as if no one else is like in the room. Um, well, technically, no one is in my room right now. Except for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> the beauty of podcasting. Um, <laughs> but if uh, I think the thing about it, one of the things I love most is because it lets me do something different than what I normally do, which I also love, um, which is podcast over at realworldtheology.com, which is R E E L worldtheology.com. And we typically uh, try to strike some balance between looking at a film from a cinematic and or technical perspective and also a thematic or story um, or even theological perspective if the if the theme and story warrants it and that way we can actually take a look at uh, the narratives that I would say shape our culture and why mm. people are going to see movies not just that people did go see the movie so um, I feel like we have a lot of really great conversations over there a lot of uh, always rotating panels so you always get different opinions um, like I said so you can check us out at the website you can also find us on Facebook uh, you can either follow Real World Theology, where we typically post all our new uh, r- written reviews and and podcast episodes, or we have an we also have a Facebook discussion group that you can join, and we're always linking trailers and talking about theme and um, things that we've seen recently. So if you just want to have a group of thoughtful, um, story centric. Um, people to talk to about film, especially recent film, then you can come over there, uh, ask for an invite. We'll let you in and we'll continue the conversation. So if any of that strikes you, do it. Sweet. And you're on you're on Twitter too, right? Oh yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Fizzification. Um, I don't tweet as much as I ought to, but mm. the more and more Facebook makes me mad, the more and more I move to Twitter. So Same. Um, Eh, it is the great equalizer. <laughs> so, all right, and uh, so I'm also on Twitter. I am TJ Draper Pro, and obviously I do this podcast. This is the podcast you should be listening to, and the podcast you deserve. <laughs> but also check out Mikey's. So uh, the show notes for this episode are at nightowl.fm/slash/retake/slash/21, and you'll find the links uh, to this movie on IMDb and various other resources that you might be interested in. You can share that link with friends if you want them to hear the episode. That'd be great. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to this batastic episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Cheers. Welcome home, sir. I have your rom-coms queued up and sorted by decade.